Service Delivery Watch on the Morning Bliss. We are now joined by the Manager of Environmental Affairs at AfriForum, Lambert de Klerk. And uh, Lambert is going to be taking us uh, through their discovery um, of more places uh, around the Val River and elsewhere that have tested positive for cholera. Thank you very much for joining us, Lambert. Good morning. Good, good morning, Patricia, and welcome to all the listeners. The issue of water in South Africa has really become a very contentious one um, because it is, on the one hand, um, you know, uh, proving that there is a level of um, I need to put this in a very correct way, a level of not complying with all regulations to ensure that clean water re- reaches uh, households and people in South Africa. Because with the outbreak of uh, cholera, the deaths and the people who are sick, it's a clear indication that there is cholera somewhere, but where? Afriform, on the other hand, has been investigating on their own the water bodies and sources around the country. And you have been finding positive tests of these uh, water bodies. Please tell us more of how you're conducting your research and investigation. Yes. So basically, Patricia, maybe just to go back a bit, um, <clears throat> one, one thing that must be important to state to the listeners is that Unfortunately, if you just go look at the deterioration of the Department of Water and Sanitation, for the past 10 years previously to last year, was the first time that they've brought up, for instance, a Blue and Green Drop report. Now, what is a Blue and Green Drop report? The Blue and Green Drop report, the Blue Drop is basically a focus on what the drinking water standards and as the, think, the drinking water system as a whole looks like and how... Um, Compliant are they with the national standards, the SANOS accredited standards? Meaning, the water system that I'm stating is specifically the first of all the pump stations, the pipelines, the the the, the water treatment plant itself, and the green drop on the other hand is the the wastewater treatment works. And what we've seen from the report that they brought up, the last one before last year was only done in 2013. And that shows that there's a, there's a massive problem that the department at this stage does not know what's going on. So they also started a program called IRIS. It's an um, integrated regulatory um, information system. So it's a system that basically um, municipalities must go on and read and um, give data basically to the system and it analyzes it. The data I'm talking about is me is basically, for instance, testing your water at the, um, each month and each week, and then you have to submit this data to Iris. And unfortunately, what we've seen on Iris, and you can go on it, anybody can go on it, and um, it is a public um, domain where, where it shows where you live, what the water quality should and must be. But the problem, what you see is that in a lot of, the, let's say, more rural areas in South Africa, the more the three-state northwest kind of towns, what we've seen in the Northern Cape is that they do not even submit these data, meaning that the question should be asked, even municipalities in these areas, 
testing the water um, in their towns or aren't they, and it's, the, the results are very shocking, or aren't they testing it at all? So it, it brings up quite a lot of questions, but just regarding our, our study, um, to go more in depth on that, so basically why we did these tests, because that's something I get asked quite a lot um, the past few days. So we picked up in May month, we did the first test in Paris. Um, we've been in a court battle for quite a long time in Paris regarding the water um, service as well as water quality. And we started testing specifically the river as well as part of our study for the court case. And that's the first time we picked up cholera. From there on, we decided to, after our first positive case, and this was in, in May month, in the, where the, basically the first positive cases started in Helmand's Scroll, and then the first one in the Free State as well. Um, so it was very uh, interesting to find these results. And from there, we decided the Vol River system gives water to so many people in South Africa, uh, meaning for agricultural use or for uh, drinking purposes because of towns that are situated next to the Vol River system that extract water from it. Rand Water extracts water from the Vol River and the Vol Dam, um, which is one system. And we then decided to to focus on specifically the the, the, the Vol River system as a whole. And then secondly, also we asked anybody that had issues or believed that their water um, is not up to standard to test it. So maybe just to also clarify that the, the cholera positive test we did was specifically on drinking water of the towns next to the, the Vol River system and secondly, the river itself. In the, um, which is very, um, we are very glad to state that as well, is that we did not receive any uh, cholera cases within the drinking water system, meaning that there's no cholera positive cases in people's drinking water where you open the tap. But the river itself, we've picked up quite a few places. So in total, we picked up basically um, five places in the Vol River system, and then we also picked up in Valcom in the Free State. Um, basically, at one is um, it's called uh, it's basically at the Bong. It's a, a settlement there where the Moster Canal starts, meaning it's a it's basically a channel that goes throughout the whole of Valcom and the Ribiakstad. The whole actually. All the smaller towns, it's a channel, a channel that walks through, basically through there. And then also in Valcom, if you are aware of Valcom, at Valcom there's quite big pans um, with water bodies. So one of the biggest ones is called the Vitban. And we picked up a stream and that we tested. It basically goes, it's a, a furrow that goes into the Vitban, where we also picked up specifically uh, cholera. But in the Vol River system, maybe just to clarify as well, we picked up basically at the Barrage Bridge. So that is, I'd say, just south of Van Park. It's on your way to Paris, um, in uh, about 40 kilometers before Paris. Then we also picked up um, in Paris itself again. So we also, our first test, we conducted new tests. Um, in the area, uh, low, lower downstream, et cetera, to make sure where we've picked up the, the, the cholera itself. And then what is very interesting is that in the Northern Cape, we picked up basically in the river system, in Balky West, Douglas, um, as well as Wellington. And the one in Douglas we picked up before it goes into the Orange River. We tested specifically before the Orange River. Um, 
so yeah, that's basically the area we've picked up, and it's it's a very worrying thing if you think about it. Just at and to clarify as well, we also did tests in Mpumalanga, um, as well as in the Vol Dam itself as well. So we tested in Mpumalanga in Stanerton um, because that's one of the big towns that goes past um, where the Vol River goes past. So it's, if you listen to what I'm telling about just the area, it's, it crosses basically four, five provinces because it's Mpumalanga, Gauteng, Free State, Northwest, and Northern Cape. It just shows how massive the, the area is that the Vol River covers. Mm, okay. So how did you conduct the tests? So basically, um, we um, did a few different shoplings. So for specifically for the cholera testing, we did laboratory tests. So it's um, the laboratories we used were quite a broad spectrum because there's not a lot of... Um, accredited laboratories for specifically testing cholera so it makes it a bit difficult but um what what is nice of most of the laboratories they um outsource and quite a lot was uh, specifically the cholera testing so we focused on um basically laboratory test and then we also did trace indicator test the trace indicator test was specifically more for towns that are for, for further situated to the Vol River than, than initially, initially um, just because it also shows if there is something bad in the water so we, when we should do a laboratory test. Um, so we conducted about 40 uh, laboratory tests. So it was, as I stated previously, um, solely focused on the ISO standard. Um, and it's, it's an, in a laboratory. I tried and one of the, the the scientists explained it to me, but it's very difficult to um, to transfer that information into a, a, a normal standard, I would say. But it's basically an uh, agar test, meaning that it's a biological test where they, they put, the, for instance, the water on this agar. It's a, a gel form and based substance, and then there's growth on it and it changes color, etc. So that's basically how we tested it. Um, so, yeah, I'd say most likely in total we did 40, well, more than 40 laboratory tests, and then mo- I counted the indicator test. I think I stopped counting at over 60 tests that we've done throughout the country. You know, Lambert, as you're speaking, obviously this is a very sensitive issue, and mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of A-teamers are asking the same question I'm asking. If these water bodies are testing positive uh, for cholera, as you have said. However, are not testing, um, uh, but the, the, the water that goes to our households, you are saying, are not positive for cholera. Yes. What is the link? Should we be worried then? Because we don't necessarily take buckets. Well, there are some communities that still do that, but take buckets and, and, and get water to consume directly from the river. We are reliant on water that is pumped to our taps. So should we be concerned? Well, I don't want to raise panic, but I definitely think that people should be concerned. And if you look at the state of deterioration within municipalities, it's becoming a very um, big problem. For instance, uh, the the Warrington local municipality, I'm not sure what the name was now, I forgot the the specific name of the municipality, but they, for instance, uh, 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 yesterday submitted a letter to, well, not a letter, but a statement in the media, 
Sanabatayana are very shocked because we are we stated this and we didn't communicate with them. We sent them a letter in February month because the town had been sitting without water for more than three weeks. They haven't received anything back in six months, basically. And now they have write a statement like that. It just shows the incompetence because we've literally warned them quite a long time ago, not because of cholera, but just the, act, the fact that people aren't even getting water in their taps. Um, and we've sent through letters to them, the provincial government, etc., and we haven't received anything back. But on specifically the cholera, um, I would say that I do believe that in most areas, water is still up to standard. But for instance, in Paris, we've been ongoing with court cases because Paris has E. coli in the water. For the listeners out there, E. coli is basically raw, untreated sewage. And that is in people's drinking water. If you open a tap, that was in the water. So it shows you that there is an area for concern. What I do think is that um, people should all, always be aware and keep their municipality accountable. And um, that is one of the key things because a lot of the times, and I do understand people feel that, that we have to trust the municipality, but unfortunately the state of deterioration of most of the infrastructure is becoming a great concern. And it's the best way I always tell people that they should make sure of what they are drinking is go on to IRIS. IRIS is, um, as I previously stated, a free domain to go on to on the internet. And it shows you, you can basically put in where you are stated. There's a pin location where it actually tracks you as a person, where you are um, specifically. And it would state what is the, the quality of the water you are drinking at this stage in your municipality. And I would say, if you see that they are not even submitting data, then I would say, you should be worried because that means that your municipality is, first of all, there's a few questions you can ask your municipality then. So at this stage, as I stated, I, I don't want to make, uh, bring panic to, to the listeners, but I do believe that we should start holding municipalities more accountable because at this stage you see the corruption and you see what's going on um, throughout South Africa, and I do believe it's it's time for for the people of South Africa to st- start standing up to the community, uh, to the municipalities, to ask the right questions, to make sure that your water is um, of good standard, because it is a human right, first of all, and a constitutional right for clean drinking water. And as you also said, that's the other thing. What we must remember is there's a there's a broader spectrum to just drinking the water out of your tap. There is still agricultural um, issues that is being lifted because of this cholera, which is a big, big problem that's going to come. Because a lot of uh, South Africa's exports of, of, of maize, etc., is reliant on water. And, and there's certain, for instance, in, let's say, for instance, the Western Cape, it's not really the same. Well, we can use the Northern Cape, actually. There's a lot of um, citrus and those kind of farmers in those areas. And now... You, Basically, they are spraying, for instance, water that is not of good standard. And that water, for export reasons, has to be tested to state, to say, listen, our water is this quality. We've sp- um, sprayed it onto our, our, our fruit, etc. And now, let's say, for instance, it's not of the standard that should be for export um, uh, requirements. Then we start creating new problems. 
And the other thing as well is there is still communities, I believe, that are, that are using some of the, the water out of the, the river itself, which mm-hmm. is very dangerous for them. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the key thing in most cases at this stage is that I do believe that the people that use water out of the, the system itself and normally what we've seen in the past is they boil it luckily because boiling helps um, kill all the germs and bacteria within the water and then it makes it safe for, for, for consumption as the, the turbidity of the water might be a little bit um, uh, brownish in color but the water will be clean to drink if you boil it um, but it is still there's still a, a reason for concern so now you say that there is a huge concern with this uh, the water that you have tested the test that you have conducted have you taken them to um, local municipalities and alerted them that uh, there's a, a challenge with uh, the, the the results coming out of positive for cholera and have they taken up you know um your your tests and gone f- for further tests and maybe even given uh, what they are going to do to mitigate this? Yeah, what we've seen um, is, um, so what must be understood is that the water system itself is, is the, the Department of Water and Sanitation's uh, responsibility as a whole to, to make sure the water or the river and the ecosystem integrity is intact. But what we've seen, and you can go and look at any river in South Africa, is the biggest problem at this stage is that municipalities are, I want to say, I don't want to say solely because there is other um, uh, variables that also implicate it, but rivers are being polluted at a massive, massive rate because of municipal infrastructure, uh, mostly um, not being up to standard or not being maintained, and it's collapsing. In places like um, in, in, in Malanga, like Leidenberg, is um, their w- wastewater treatment works, meaning where all the sewage should go is dry. There's literally not a dripple of sewage, um, untreated sewage, going into that plant because the pump station that, that have to pump it into to to uh, uh, the wastewater treatment works is literally not even working. And um, so I've been in Leidenberg where there's literally houses that are submerged in sewage because the pump station that's quite close to the house is not working. And um, so it becomes a massive problem that the river, and one of the municipalities actually stated that, they said now that the, what we must remember is that the, the river itself is not our problem. It is and the Department of Water and Sanitation. And he is correct in that sense, the municipality, but the biggest problem is that the, the municipalities are the sole polluters of the Vol River, of, for instance, in this case. Um, so we have been trying to discuss with um, the broad spectrum, specifically the Department of Water and Sanitation. We've done it since, actually, well, since our court cases um, in 2021. And we've also... Um, at a meeting, uh, it was two weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken, in Paris specifically regarding the Paris um, problem that uh, that is at ongoing at this stage. And so the department is aware of it, and I do know that a lot of the municipalities, what we've seen that is um, uh, affected by specifically this cholera, 
is that they have um, also done the um, uh, laboratory test, but uh, they will most likely not share that with us. And what we've seen in the past is the municipalities don't really share that their specific testing with the um, with AFRI forum itself. But they will most likely be in con um, communication with the Department of Water and Sanitation. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's becoming a, a, a big problem because we can go look about two months, uh, two weeks ago, there was a specific court case um, where the state prosecuted the Lekwa municipality, local municipality. Lekwa is in standard community for Malanga. So it's the first where environmental prosecution has gone beyond the normal, normally with, with environmental prosecutions, how it works is that it's either a five or a 10 million rand, give or take, um, uh, fine that you receive. And in this case, what, what was very interesting, and that's what we want to see the Department of Water and Sanitation start doing and the, the, the NPA is, um, the basically the plea deal from the municipality side was that they said they'll plead guilty. And one of the, 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 things they pleaded guilty on and they had to implement in this, let's call it a court order that was made a court order, is that the municipality must implement the 77 million rand um, uh, 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 upgrade on and maintenance specifically on the wastewater treatment work that runs, that the effluent goes into the Volova system. So that's something very interesting to to look at that because it's the first case that I've seen that specifically focuses on more than just a five or ten million rand um, uh, fine that you receive for environmental uh, waste, basically prosecution. And it, the other thing that they said is that they should implement quite a few of these things within a certain amount of dates. So that is very interesting, and one thing I. Do think that we should start seeing more, or hopefully we'll see, start seeing it more because of municipalities are not being held accountable for what's going on with the river system itself and the pollution, basically. So, how do we hold the municipalities accountable, Lambert? First of all, start reporting. Um, where there's a few things you can do, and um, maybe go to the, the beginning of municipalities. So, the first thing. Every municipality should have an IDP. An IDP is an integrated development plan. It's basically a, call it a business plan for that municipality. And they have monthly, uh, yearly meetings with public meetings where the public and you in your specific area then can go to your local municipality and go and report to that municipality to tell them, listen, I see, for instance, our road hasn't been uh, tarred in quite a while or there's quite a lot of potholes we can go and then you report on it and be specific in your report to say, listen, um, at that IDP meeting, uh, we do not have, and I'm going on a broad spectrum, but that's, that's exactly the thing with the IDP, which is very important. You can go and say, listen, um, we do not have street lights in our area. I want in my street, my street is Pole Street, I want um, uh, 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 street lights being put in or replaced. And the same goes for the water. I want to see, first of all, we've got sewage leaks at this and this and this area. There's not a manhole on that, which is also dangerous for, for children. That If they fall in that, they might die. Um, so I want 
and it, and you can't state it in a broad spectrum. Always be specific. It has, the manor is in Lombard Street, and it is at this corner. The pump station that's been leaking sewage is specifically that pump station in that street, and go very um, direct in in your approach. That all those uh, statements and reports that you submit to the IDP have to be considered in the IDP. And we've done that for the past, I'd say, most likely seven to eight years. We've we've got branches throughout South Africa. That's our first thing we should do. The second thing you can do to keep municipalities accountable is to um, where there's problems, write directly to the municipality, report those problems, but not just in an IDP sense, but report it to the municipality. I've seen a sewage leakage here. I haven't had water for so many days, or there's a problem with the, the water that I'm drinking. I can see it's brownish in color, etc. So you report it to the municipality. That starts your paper trail. Then the, the third thing you can do is what we've seen is, is the Human Rights Commission is very, very um, attempt at um, water standards um, and pollution. Um, we've even, as APRI Forum, have reported to the, the Human Rights Commission specifically regarding these. And that is the, the third thing I would say that people can do. And the fourth is that you can, you, there is um, place in, in, in the law to, um, uh, I can't get the right word now, to uh, basically keep that municipality. You can open a criminal case against the municipality for pollution or for drinking water. And when it, I'm talking about pollution, it's not just the wastewater treatment works. You can even for landfill sites um, go open a case at the police station um, for uh, uh, a criminal procedure to start, and then it goes to the MPA. Normally, how it works, they've got um, the police would then um, get in an EMI, and EMI is an environmental management inspector, meaning the old term for green scorpions. So they then come out and do a proper investigation of what the, the area is, what the, the 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 misconduct was, and then it would normally go to the MPA. But unfortunately, it takes quite a long time. It's a, we've done one in the Rand West. We the municipality pleaded guilty, and that took from it was we opened the case in 2018, and the first uh, when the municipality pleaded guilty in 2022. So there was a what we must understand COVID was also relevant. So it can we can cancel basically after a year. So it takes about three years for these, uh, depending on the size of and scale of the the criminal activity and the pollution. It takes about three years, but that's the fourth thing we we've done. And then other um, the stuff you can do, um, but that's more if you've got a community-based organisation. Um, and that's something we do as well is to take them on a civil uh, case, basically to court the municipality itself, where we bring a mandamus. A mandamus is basically we tell them that you are um, not doing your job specifically and we want you to fix the wastewater treatment works and stop all sewage into the water river system and that is the first thing that communities can do mm. um and and for communities who are not finding joy or don't know how to follow these processes are you able to assist them as an organization 
Yes, um, we will normally, how would we normally do it is if there is communities that have these kind of problems, we ask them first of all to send us through everything we have, uh, they have, so that we can look at first of all, is there a case um, to, to print? And then we would normally do a few things. The first is we would um, advise them what we suggest they should do. But how we work as an organization is we have to have branches. If we can't have a branch, our branch give us, branches give us the, 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 the locus, the locus funding, meaning the, the argument sake for specific principalities to take into court or to, to do specific actions within that principality. So our um, uh, branches are solely made up of members, meaning members of AfriForum that have become members, first of all, of our, uh, uh, our company or our NPO. And then we have to have a certain amount of members in a specific area or a town to then establish a branch because it has to be financially viable for, for the, that community and for AfriForum to, for instance, help that community then, basically. Thank you very much for joining us, uh, Lambert, and shedding light on this uh, very critical uh, issue of our yes. water. Thank you very much, Patricia, and have a lovely day. Hey, teamers, that's how we wrap up the week. Uh, let's uh, make sure we are safe. And uh, we are also holding those in power accountable for absolutely everything that goes against our human rights that we observe when it comes to service delivery. From uh, the team, may goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.